Yeah. These rookie drafts are ripping off at Christian Watson's speed. I went into sleeper this morning to run a mock draft of one of my leagues, right? Because I got a few picks in the first round, and I want to see um, how this is playing out after the NFL draft, see where I should be targeting guys, et cetera, et cetera. Because sleeper lets you run a mock draft based on the picks that you have in that league. And I went down to the player list, the player queue, and I looked at the ADPs, and I'm like, these shits are updated. They're updated from the last 24, 48 hours because things shifted quickly. And I went out of my way to export it, to write it up in an Excel document to make a nice, beautiful, juicy list for you guys. And that's what we're going to look at in this video. We're going to look at Dynasty Rookie ADP right now, post-NFL draft. And this is about as realistic as you're going to find. This is a very, very, very clean list outside of a few guys. And I wouldn't even say those are unclean. It ain't even dirty. That just means there's value in some of these players. So we're going to look at this list, all 48 players, and I'm going to identify my favorite values, my least favorite values, based on where they're getting picked in rookie drafts right now. Y'all got your shits coming up tonight, tomorrow, next weekend, the weekend after that. It's quick, man. I want to be here for you. I want to be your Faja. All right? Let me get, drop drop some fucking... I haven't, I haven't been called a father in the comment section in a long time. I need to sun some of you motherfuckers, okay? So while you're down there, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're gonna be doing a super flex mock draft tomorrow and probably the day after that. So if you wanna stay tuned in, make sure you put the D in subscribe, thus making you subscribed to our YouTube channel. My name is Nicholas, this is BDG. Big dogs gotta eat and y'all know what we gotta do. We gotta tuck our shirts in. We got to stop yelling and let's eat. So I made a quick thread. I posted this ADP on Twitter. So if you want to go, you know, look at it, you can go uh, follow me on Twitter at Nick Ercolano. That'll be linked down below. And I made a really quick little thread. I didn't go into like any analysis, but I identified my favorite values on the list. I identified my least favorite values on the list. So again, go follow me if you want that type of information. And I'm assuming a lot of you guys watching this now watched the video I put out yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. It was you know, rookie drafts are now super ugly, right? Everything you need to know for your rookie drafts. That was that video kind of popped off overnight. So I'm assuming, you know, if you're watching this, you probably watched that. So a lot of the talk I have about individual players was something that I'm just relaying from the video prior where I kind of went in depth on everyone I had strong feelings about in the NFL draft and, and in their rookie drafts, whatever, whatever. So a lot of the values are guys that I touch on in that video. A lot of the guys I dislike are guys that I touch on in that video. So we shall kick things off with my favorite values on this list. I don't love any of the value in the first round uh, necessarily. I think they're all probably about where they should be picked. So we'll move on to the second round. And the first guy up on my list is, is David Bell. He was not a guy I was too too big of a fanboy of when it comes to just like talent. I saw, you know, a role player plus at the next level. But, you know, you get someone who's probably an above average wide receiver. He's got the early, early breakout age. He dominated at a very, very young age. Still have my skepticism towards the kid. But. He lands in Cleveland, where they lose both of their top pass catchers, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. They bring in Amari Cooper, but he's kind of the second man up, and I think that probably knocks Jarvis Landry out of contention from coming back. We don't know what's happening with Will Fuller. We'll probably need to know what happens with Watson before we know what happens with Fuller, but I think we should proceed as if neither of those two are coming back anymore. 
and you pair up David Bell, who even if he is an average wide receiver or a little bit of above average wide receiver, or if I'm wrong, he's a far above average wide receiver, pair with Deshaun Watson, third round draft capital, that makes him you know, a really, really good value pick in my opinion because you're getting him a tier after like you have guys like James Cook and Rashad White and like George Pickens and right behind him, Mechie and Wondell Robinson. So I think he is like superior to a lot of those players based on the situation and based on the prospect profile outside of just the athleticism there. So I like David Bell a lot at 203. Next up, I think uh, Malik Willis is at the 209 is a, a pretty good value there because um, he's dropping all the way to the 210. That's about where Jalen Hurts was picked. So I, I'm not like you know, dying to get Malik Willis. I think I kind of like some of the running backs after him. So we'll probably skip on Malik Willis because the best value quarterback, in my opinion, on this list is without a doubt, Matt Corral at 302 in Superflex leagues. Listen, he's playing in Carolina. There ain't no damn way they looked at Sam Darnold last year and said, we need another 16, 17 fucking games out of this kid. And you know who they're going to turn to if they don't turn to Sam Darnold? It's going to be Matt Corral. Okay. So I think Matt Corral gets on the field this year ASAP, if not playing more games than Sam Darnold does. Soon as a quarterback gets on the field, their value in dynasty leagues goes sky fucking high. There is not a time in dynasty leagues where a quarterback's value is cheaper and more easily acquirable. God damn, I'm on my game today. More easily acquirable than in rookie drafts or dynasty startup drafts. And this is one of those perfect fucking examples where Matt Corral is available in the beginning of the third round. Disgustingly good value. And a few picks prior to him are actually three running backs I like. We have Isaiah Spiller, who I went in-depth on uh, yesterday at the 210. I think that's a great value pick. I would take him over Alec Pierce. I would take him over Mechie. I would take him over a lot of the guys going above him. Uh, Isaiah Spiller at the 210 goes to LA where he's going to play that big back role that they've tried really desperately to pair up with Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler was awesome last year, but I really just don't think they want to give him all that goal line work, all that all that rushing work. So Spiller becomes really, really intriguing guy who's also probably one of the top fantasy football handcuffs in the entire league right now, uh, paired up on that top five scoring offense with a really, really improved offensive line. So Spiller at the 210 is a great value. I'll skip over B-Rob. Don't really want any part of him in Washington. Damian Pierce, by far and away the best value pick in this entire rookie draft at the 212. He's going to be the starting running back in Houston by week two, by week three. And you're going to be very, 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 very happy selecting him. Uh, I saw a lot of the comments yesterday on the video because I took, you know, I took a while out of that video to talk about Damian Pierce and why I was targeting him early, early second round. And a lot of you guys are like, damn, Pierce ended up going in the first round of my rookie draft. I think that's realistic. You know, some of you guys are like, can I wait at the 205? I think that's going to be up to you and how 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 sharp you consider your league, right? If it's a if it's a league that stays intact and they're following all dynasty stuff and rookie chatter all offseason, you're not gonna be able to wait till like the two ten to get Damian Pierce, which is where some of you guys in the comments said he dropped to. A lot of you guys said he went off in the first round. So I think it's it's gonna be a really, really you gotta keep a keen fucking eye on on your league. Get uh you know, read the room. Read the room when it comes to Pierce. You don't want to miss out on this guy. Don't think you can wait until 212 to get him because I think that's too low. I think we'll see him shoot up draft boards in the next couple days. Um, but early second round is where I would put his value at. So that's a great value. I guess at Tyler Algier, I, I kind of uh, talked a little bit of shit about him yesterday. I don't think he's that great of a player, but the Falcons did just cut uh, Mike Davis this morning. So that gives him a little bit easier path to opportunities where maybe they don't want to run Cordell Patterson bike at the at the running back position, right? They don't want to give him all the carries that he got last year. But Algiers still a fifth round pick. So I think, you know, early third round makes sense given the prospect profile, plus the talent, plus the opportunity. So I think he's a good value that I would take 
probably a few spots earlier than that. So we got that pocket of running backs. I think is a nice little value there with Spiller, Damian Pierce, Tyler Argier, and the next player, Matt Corral. Uh, who else we got on this list going down a little bit? I think Sam Howell makes a little bit of sense too. down at the three Oh eight. I know he went in the fifth round of the NFL draft, but like their quarterback position is fucking ugly, man. Carson Wentz. There's a chance that Carson Wentz is just like just straight booty. There's a, there's a chance that he is just cheeks and 10 games into the season. They're like, we're done with him. We're giving Howell. Howell is very, very similar to uh Taylor Heineke. In my opinion, I think I, I don't really know how Howell is a passer to be honest with you, but he's mobile. He, he brings an energy to the field that I think Taylor Heineke was Taylor Heineke was terrible. He was really inaccurate thrower of the, of the football. I think Sam Howell was that, but with the opportunity with the, you know, the, the range of outcomes and where he's not a bad thrower. So I like Sam Howell down at the 308 because I do think he probably sees field time at least by 2023, uh, if not at the end of 2022. So I'm not like looking at him as, as if he's going to be my fucking starting lineup or I'm going to be able to move him right away. But at 308, I think he's worth taking a chance on outside of some of these you know, like roll slot wide receivers or like undersized running backs or tight ends that are never going to hit the field. So we like Sam Howell. Uh, we like Zamir White a lot at the 311 because I think um, I talked about this in the video yesterday. I think he could take over for Josh Jacobs as soon as next year because they didn't pick up his option. And then there was a report that came out today that Zamir White could be looked at as a starter as early as next year. Zamir White's a guy who I liked a lot as a player. And now the situation looks pretty crispy by next year. So Zamir White down at the 311, I think is one of the better if not best value picks in the third round along with the guy right after him in Jelani Woods at the 312. Um, Jelani Woods, huge guy, athletic guy, fits into Indy. I think he's capable of scoring like five to six touchdowns immediately for this offense. I think they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. I think they're going to draw up a lot of crazy plays for the for that duo of tight ends in Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox down there. Um, so I think Jelani Woods is a guy that you can grab end of third, early fourth round, maybe let him sit in your taxi squad for a year. And then I think he carves out a nice fat little role there in Indianapolis. I don't love any of the fourth round picks we have here. Pierre Strong, Ty Chandler, Jerome Ford. I like Keontae Ingram a little bit. I like him a lot as a player. Uh, he's in Arizona now, so there's not like much on the depth chart outside of James Conner, who's been pretty injury riddled. And I guess Keontae Ingram could step in as like someone with a lot of size, good speed, uh, good tackle breaking ability, can catch passes. So he could be a three down player if something happens to James Conner. So I like him in the fourth round a lot. Um, outside of that, there's no one else I'd like on this list as a real value player. So let's move back to the top of the list, and I'll tell you my least favorite value picks in this draft. And at the 111 is James Cook. Y'all know I'm just not a fan of guys running backs under 200 pounds. I know you guys are like, he's one pound. I'm not a fan of fucking 195-pound running backs. I'm not a fan of 199-pound running backs. I'm not a fan of 200-pound running backs. I'm not a fan of 202-pound running The The number is arbitrary, but the point is he's undersized. And what happens with undersized backs is they get pigeonholed into what James Cook is likely going to be a passing down back, or you can do more, and then the team replaces you, like Michael Carter did with Brees Hall. James Cook in the first round just seems like something that we're forcing as a fantasy community because he was the only running back to get draft capital. And you, you see here Dalvin Cook and James Cook and it's Buffalo. I just feel like this is way too situational and draft capital based, um, which is a lot of what most prospect profiles are, I, I guess. But James Cook is just not my cup of tea at the end of the first round. Uh, Rashad White, I don't like at the beginning of the 202 either. I just think that situation, again, is a lot worse than people think it is because Leonard Fournette's there on a three-year, $21 million deal. And um, 
And Rashad White's probably going to be a backup, and he doesn't really have time to be a backup because he's old. He's one of the oldest running backs in this draft class. And by the time he gets on the field and gets a significant role, is Tom Brady still there? Probably not. So we're looking at an older running back that is taking a backfield for an offense that's probably not that good. Um, I don't know if I really like that situation. I was one of the guys highest on Rashad White the entire pre-draft process. I don't really like how this turned out, if I'm being quite frank with y'all. John Mechie, Wondell Robinson, I absolutely want no part of those two dudes, okay? John Mechie, I, I, I've i never seen a player that I think is 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 going to be more clearly a role player at the NFL level that's getting unnecessary hype than John Mechie at the 204. Going to Houston, like, what is that passing offense right now? He is a, a slot guy. He is a slot guy, maybe a little bit plus there, but that's what he is. He's not a good outside wide receiver. The yards per route run differences between him on the outside and him on in the slot is literally like two yards per route run, which is a wildly significant number. So Mechie's a slot role player at the next level, and I don't want to invest a premium pick at a guy whose ceiling is completely capped. Wandell, absolutely not. Going down the list, uh, Brian Robinson at the 211. And I don't necessarily dislike Brian Robinson, but when you put him in the tier of Spiller, Damian Pierce, Tyler Argier, he's probably the guy I want least of, even though he got the best draft capital. If you just look at the situation, that's a committee at best. Like, I think they just chose Brian Robinson because he's a safe player. He's a guy who's not going to fuck things up. He's a guy who gives you stability at the running back position. But like J.D. McKissick clearly is owning third downs. And Antonio Gibson is not going anywhere. Maybe his workload gets scaled down a little bit, but Brian Robinson is not more talented than Antonio Gibson. So I see this being a three down committee for quite a fucking while there. So I, yeah, I, I don't want any, anything to do with Brian Robinson in the um, second round. I don't really want anything to do with any of these other running, like Tyrion Davis price is getting pushed up because of his ADP or because of his uh, NFL draft capital in the third round. I don't know what you guys know about Tyrion Davis price, but I actually just did the rookie profile right up for him this morning. So I am fresh, fresh off the fucking fingertips here. Tyrion Davis price is I'm, I'm not happy that I used a third round pick on him if I'm a Niners fan, but I'm really happy. He's joining my team. He is a bit six foot two twenty. He is a fucking bruiser. If there's ever been one, he, I wouldn't be surprised if like in his spare time, he's an Uber driver. Cause he is constantly giving dudes fucking rise man he is taking dudes on the legs on the shoulders six yards down the field he is not elusive whatsoever his his missed tackles forced rate his elusiveness rating per pff and sports info really really poor unbelievable pass blocker number one in the ncaa like the best running back pass blocker in the country super physical he brings in energy to the field that is fucking awesome for a real life team not going to be a fantasy player okay He's not a he's not a good pick in the early third round. I can promise you that. Tyler Batty, uh, Beatty, Batty, whatever the fuck his actual name is at the three ten is not a guy really. He just, this just feels like Justice Hill two all over again. Uh, Pierre Strong at the four hundred one. As much as I loved him pre draft, he lands in New England. Man, there's just no opportunity for touches there. Okay, Damien uh, Damien Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Kevin Harris might be better than Pierre Strong. Another rookie that they used to pick on. So uh, Pierre Strong's not a guy I'm looking to go up and, and grab and I don't really I don't want to speak too soon because to be honest with you I haven't watched much much tape on Tyquan Thornton and Vilas Jones but from looking very sparsely they are they have a ton of red flags in their profiles right from late breakout ages being old or just being like a one one trick pony um, but 
I've learned my lesson not to speak on players before I've actually watched the film and really get a grasp on them. Because I know everyone in the dynasty community is like, Tyquan, Thornton, and Vilas Jones are terrible fucking picks. Guarantee you 99.9999% of them have never watched a single play of either of these guys. So they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Got the same sentiment from like Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin and all these guys that were third round picks that people labeled as one thing because they had no idea what the fuck they were and they just listened to the bubble that is dynasty Twitter. So I will hold off on giving a an opinion on that. The opinion on those players will come in our rookie draft guide, which will be live by the end of the week. All right. We're working very hard with my in-house developer to get this fucking thing live. So if you've signed up for prize picks already, you will be getting access to it. You will be getting an email from us. As soon as it goes live, you will get an email from us. We already had that information from you. If you signed up for prize picks, if you didn't, that's how you get the rookie draft guide. All right. You go over to prize picks, you download the app. First link in the description. It'll take you there. When you deposit $10 or more, using our promo code BDGE. It's going to not only give you the $10 to play with, match the $10 so you'll have $20 to play with, or if you want to put 20 or 40 or 80 down, it's going to double that as well in your prize picks account, but you'll be getting our rookie draft guide for free, which has all of our rankings in there as well. So go check out prizepicks.com or the prize picks app, link down below, and all of these really in-depth rookie profiles will be written up in there and live for you by the end of this week. That's all I got for you today. I want to get us something out quick. We're going to get a super flex mock draft going tomorrow. Okay? So subscribe to the channel if you want to fuck around and see that sheesh. I love you. I'm out of here.